This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to Walsall Fan TV and... Uh... The Joy and the Pain podcast too. How about that? Right then, fan chat time. Um, we're here with Phil, Darren and Daz. So we're good to have you with us, boys. Um, Lee couldn't be with us and Jack couldn't be with us today. So we're, we've uh, got a very focused intellect. Not that, not that they're not. Hang on, I've got to re- Shall I start <laughs> this again. Hang on. Welcome to Warzone. You can't edit on live streams. That's my problem. Right then, shall we go for? I had got my first question set up. Um, I think we'll stick to that, shall we? Matt Sadler is he the manager to get us out of League Two either this season or next season? We go to Phil first. Oh, right. Um, I, I think it's a difficult one to be honest. I've been thinking about this quite quite a bit today because I knew I knew this would be one of the, the, the sort of the main talking points tonight. For me, I think I think it goes beyond the here and now a little bit with Saddle. I think you've got to look at the bigger picture at the, at the club and what's been happening for a, a number of seasons now. Um, we're in a bit of a rut, aren't we? Let's be honest about it. And it's been going on probably since Dean Smith left the club, where we're in this cycle of appointing a manager. And then when the new manager comes in, there's the new players, new coaches, new optimism, new style of play and all these promises. Then we have a an initial optimism at the start and then it gradually fades out and we sack and we start again. And that's happened under Whitney, Keats, Taylor, Flynn, Clark. And I think there's some familiar signs already appearing under Matt Sadler. Yeah. So what do we do as a club? Do we do we keep do we keep sacking and reappointing until we get it right or do we say to a manager right you've got two years you've got four transfer windows come what may you've got time to build if you're going to do that you've got to see something there that gives you hope that things are going to get better you've got to have something to hang your hat on that that the person that's going to be given time is going to make things better have we seen enough from Sadler to, to warrant that at the moment I'm not sure because my 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 instinct is that we should we should be doing the, the second of the two options that I said. We should be giving somebody time to build something over a few years. But I realise that the patience is the patience is wearing thin with the supporters because we're we're stuck with you know, we've been in league league two for four or five years now. 
we're not getting any better we're not getting any closer to promotion and i think there's already a lot of fans who've who've made their mind up already that that isn't that we, we kind of we're still in that rut and that things aren't going to get better so i think it's a difficult one um i, I wouldn't sack sadler now certainly not i, th I think I, I think that would be the, the the wrong decision now i think we've we've got to give him longer but I go back to what Travela said um, in their last statement, where they said that they think they've equipped Matt. Well, they've said in the statement they've equipped Matt Sadler with a squad capable of challenging at the top end of the division. Um, whether you agree with that or not, I think some people won't agree with that. But that's what Travela said. So if we're not challenging at the top end of the season by the end of the season, what will they do? I think I think that's that's a critical time for the club. Um, but at the moment, I'm happy. You know, I say happy. That's not the right word. I wouldn't sack him now. I'd let I'd let things carry on and develop, but I think there's some bigger bigger questions and a bigger pitch at the club that we've got to start really assessing ha uh, how we go about this the whole managerial appointment process. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I had some messages from uh, Lee earlier, and Trevella went through a very rigorous process before they uh, appointed the uh, in-house man <laughs> caretaker manager. So uh, that does sort of uh, raise a few questions. Um, what we've also got is we, we have lots of people saying, oh, we need an experienced manager. And we've seen this season, there's so many experienced managers that have been failing and uh, they're all getting fired. Um, Daz, we go to you next. Um, what do you think, Matt Sadler? I think the key to promotion, I've said it many times, is stability. Um, we've had uh, we've had eight managers since Dean Smith. We've had 20, uh, 14 managers in 20 years. There's no suggestion that if we were to dispense with Sadler, and I think it would be, I think it's the wrong thing to do. There's no evidence that if we were to uh, dispense with Sadler, we'd get anybody any better or any uh, any get us any closer. If you you know you Flynn Clark um, uh, were were tried and tested at this level, Sadler Taylor were were new out of the box. There's the, the, we've tried everything and just chopping and changing the manager every five minutes is getting us absolutely nowhere. So, irrespective, so long as we are, so long as we're building and progressing, and we can have a debate on whether we are progressing. I think we are. Um, right now, I don't think it's a, would be a particularly clever time to do what what a few people are thinking. Yeah, um, I just put it out to Darren. Um, at the end of the game yesterday, um, I compared it to the previous season we lost 2-0 the previous season and just didn't get any hold of the ball and we're absolutely battered throughout and um albeit a poor first half and uh, a very poor first goal which we'll discuss later um we were in it and uh we're much better than we were last season but uh, go to darren um what's your thoughts darren yeah i i think it's I think it's pointless um, sacking him now, and I think it was a pointless appointment in the first place. So I don't, I don't, but well, it's just pointless. So I, I think um, you both, Phil and Daz, have said what I would say 
in terms of you know it's it's obviously too early to you know get rid it's still only um october but the the point about progress just to take your comparison to last season a step further i think after the same amount of games as we sit here a year ago we're on exactly the same number of points as the flynn team right we've chipped in 12 more goals and only scored four more so i think we've obviously got a little bit better going forward i think we'd all agree with that there's there's more um I think there's definitely more motivation to to attack, but we 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 are we are much worse defensively. So I don't know if one is in, contingent on the other, but we've we've conceded twelve more goals. That point last year, I think what was it? I think it took until the Hartlepool three three in February to ship the same amount of goals that we've already conceded this year. Yeah, so I don't I don't think that is progress. Do do I think we should like persevere with him? Yep. Um, it hasn't got us um, anywhere, but I think uh, I just don't want us to waste. I've, I'm just fed up of being in this league. To be honest. well, I'm not fed up of being in this league. I'm fed up of not challenging the top ten or the. Top uh, I, I I agree. I think it, it, Darren. I think you're spot on there. Um, I think it's the frustration that not challenging. I think. Can I put in a a little defence and um, you tell me whether you think this is valid or not? Yes, we have shipped a lot of goals. But Hussey, the priest, missing, having those out the team, or, well, Hussey going, obviously, <laughs> left us very exposed defensively. We're putting Harry Williams in, who's from Alv Church. Um, Akagbu had only played a couple of games. Um, yeah. McKenzie, not particularly experienced centre-off. Yeah, he's, he's a defender. You know what I mean? Is, is that... Does that excuse anything? I, 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 mm, I think we've got a lot of muddled thinking. I don't know if it's one of the questions that will come up later, but I think we recruited to play 3-5-2. Um, yeah. And now we're playing 4-2-3-1. We've got five strikers in the in the squad, um, or maybe even more. We can play up there. Knowles, he can probably play up there if we were really struggling. I think we've recruited to play. We've definitely recruited to play that 3-5-2. Um, we've switched to four two three one, which I think actually suits some of the players a lot more. But I'm, I, I think we're kind of caught between, you know, a Draper. I don't. I think Sadler was shocked by how I think we all were how good Draper turned out to be as a you know as a kid. And how do you get DJ into that team with with one up front? Right. I just don't know how it works. I think there's a lot that he has to work through. Um, and I think some of those points about how we go forward, I maybe impact on how we defend as a unit as well. So I'm, I, yeah. I, can't, I understand the injury point, um, but you know every team has injuries. We've had a few, yeah. but if we remember back to last season, we had the same problem as well. So I don't know if there's something long term that we're doing if we don't have the right sort of. Um, like uh, sports science background at the club or something. We seem to get a lot of injuries the last few years, but it could just be coincidence. Yeah. the um, I, I want to answer this quickly before I forget. Um, Thomas Langford has sort of posed a question there asking about the injuries. Um, Sadler's poor use of the bench um, has potentially created some of those or re- maybe it's connected um, got players who are sort of uh, obviously exhausted and need to be coming off. 
and um, maybe that's a problem. But I think Draper, Draper's looked like he's been blowing at about 70 minutes since like September, and he's a young lad, right? So I'm not, I'm not actually surprised he got injured, in all honesty. He, he's looked shattered after 70, 75 minutes. Well, to be honest, Lee said Lee has said to me previously that he was just waiting for the Draper injury because he played through the with, with Drawda um, at the end of last season. Um, and he's played straight through and he's played a lot of games for a young lad. So, um, yeah, we have perhaps overdone him. Um, I'll come to Phil. I think, yes, I think Matt Sadler wanted to go 3-5-2, but I don't think we particularly recruited for 3-5-2. No, I mean, we, we, spoke... didn't bring, we didn't bring the right wing back in. Yeah, took the words out of my mouth, mouth there. Yeah, I think I think that was the that was always the... Um, the one gap that uh, everybody sort of brought up as that needed filling. And, um, you know, we've tried folks there, we've tried Riley there, we've tried Knowles there. Um, and I don't think either of them or any of any of those three um, are particularly uh, suited to the wing-back role. They can all do a job there, but um, we need someone who's... It's been said before, if you're going to play that formation, your wing-backs are absolutely critical. They've, they've got to be able to get forward. They've got to be able to get back and do the defensive duties. They're a critical part of the team. And I don't think any of those three can play that role well enough um, to give the balance of the team or to make the balance of the team correct. Um, I totally agree with, with Darren. I think we did recruit for that formation. Um, and um, we've, we've resorted to the... the, the, the uh, four two three one formation, which I which I quite like in terms of, I think it's certainly getting the best out of players like Tierney, um, who yeah. who I think is becoming more and more integral in in his role in that team, um, and I thought he was um, probably man of the match again yesterday. A lot of the yeah. good things that we were doing going forward were coming through him, but you have still got Hutch who can play in in, in that central role as well, and some people are arguing that he's maybe a little bit wasted to an extent on the left um so there's still there's still adjustments that can be made within that formation um but yeah um you know when when the priest is back when um he's got all these it's going to be interesting to see what he goes with when he's got all his players fit whether he does go back to three five two or whether he sticks with sticks yeah. what he's got now because there is still a few key players to come back in um and it'll be interesting to see what he does when they're all available I think it does. Four two three one. I think that suits the players that we've got in the squad better. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I I think um, I think we look a lot better balanced and a lot more um, that we, we we get better out of players playing that four three two one or playing starting with a back four. Um, I think the, the 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 back three or the back five, whatever it was. Um, it's Sadler's preferred formation, but I think he's wrong. I think I think the back four is the basis that we we seem to get the best out of players. Um, defensively, you can't say it works, but you can't say the other one works either. We're just shel shelving goals all over the place. But but certainly when we've got the ball, we look better. We look better. We can get um, you can get Tierney in the game more with if you start with a base of four instead of five. Yeah, I think. Liam Gordon, I think, looks much more comfortable as a left back than a left wing back as well. Wouldn't wouldn't argue with you. Wouldn't argue with you. I think um, I think both Darren, Phil, and you have uh, alluded to 
recruitment and the team was they didn't recruit for this system and it, it's blindingly obvious at the moment absolutely particularly in on the on the right hand side um but but for me it's the way it's the way forward yeah one one frustration um for many fans i'll take this to phil is um why break the bank to get dj and then not play him um you want me to answer that, yeah? Um, you're Phil, yeah. Oh, go on, Daz. Uh, for me, for me, Johnson was on on the the final Saturday in July. Johnson was Plan A to uh, to move forward. You got Draper, who was suspended for the first couple of games, so you didn't see. The minute Draper came in, Draper's made himself undroppable. At the end of the day, you know, I think I think Johnson was front and centre Plan A, but but somebody has outperformed him and and. You know, you can't argue with the statistics. I get the issue with, with January. Um, in some ways, it's a good problem to have. It's a bad problem, but if if he'd played six times and scored no goals, um, we'd be saying it was a waste of a loan. Yeah. I think DJ, DJ, as long as he's still happy, he'll be coming back in in January if and when uh, Draper disappears. But um, he, he struggled on his own up front. I know it was against Mansfield, who a, a good side. In fairness, we don't like to say it, but I mean they were very good. I thought. Um. So, uh, Phil, DJ up front on his own in a four-two-three-one going forward, would that work? Well, we might not have a choice after January. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, I agree with Daz. Not now. Draper has made that position his own. Um, if we're going to play the 4-2-3-1 formation, he would be my striker. Um, I mean, let's not forget, you know, DJ didn't start the season badly, did he? He got two in the first three, scored yeah. at Morecambe, and he, he scored at home to Stockport, and he, he got a goal when he came off the bench at uh, against Crawley in the week. So he's still got an important part to play. Draper's going to have injuries. He's going to have, um, you know, as as Darren said, games when, he, when he's blown out his backside and he needs to come off. So DJ is still an important part of the squad. And um, I the, the, one, the one thing I got annoyed with a little bit was when we had that period where he just didn't come on the pitch at all. I think, he, I think there was three out of four games at one point where he didn't play a single minute, which I think is ridiculous. And he was bringing, he kept bringing Jamil Matt on instead of him. So even if he's not starting the game, he should still be coming on the pitch and, and having on the pitch. impact. Yeah. 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 Um, there's a, a comment came through. I think Ozzy um, spoke to uh, Darren Byfield and uh, Darren Byfield assured him there's no falling out. It's just uh, Draper has been so sensational in training and uh, obviously playing very well. So uh, I don't think there's any significant upset there. But, I, I, uh, just to come in, I, I thought DJ played all right against Crawley on his own up top. I, I don't think it's this like, oh, we can never play there. But I think it's going to be one of Sadler's like um, things that he works through to show what he is as a manager with the January situation. <laughs> so he, he needs to balance giving DJ time that he can hit the ground running more. If, he, if he's going to stick with the, I personally think he's going to go back to the 3-5-2 personally. I, I can see that coming when the, the injuries like... Um, well, that'll be um, that'll be January when we've had a chance to sign the left-sided centre back. 
Yeah, I, I can see it coming, but I, 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 I just think his preference is that form. I think we've all, a few of us have said that we think that the preference is for that formation. If we have a little bit of a sticky patch over the next few weeks, we sh which I hope we don't, of, of course, I can see that jump to, to 3-5-2 and getting DJ up there with Draper. But yeah. I, 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 I don't mind DJ up there. I don't think it's as, um, as effective as having Draper up there, but I think he's got to manage that situ like situation where he, you know, he's he doesn't want DJ too annoyed coming January, but also has to. We we should be planning now for January and Draper going back. I hope it yeah, doesn't that, absolutely the usual transfer window where we end up with Derek Osayor or whoever <laughs> um, coming in. Yeah, they, they, know yeah. now, they know now he's likely to get called back, right? So. I'd hope with this new vision that we're already, already literally already planning for it. But yeah, we knew yeah. that with DJ and we didn't uh, do anything. Mm. Just going back to, I mean, backing up what Darren just said there, I mean, going back to Tuesday night's game, um, DJ probably should have, probably could have had two before he scored. I mean, yeah. um, the the first, sort of one of the first touches he had, um, Tierney played him in with a lovely ball and, and he, he cross, yeah. hit straight at the keeper and then he had another one where he, he didn't quite get on the end of it. So, um, you know, Drape, um, Freddie Draper, by his own standards, had a fairly quiet game on Tuesday um, and DJ did have a, a, an impact. It gave them something different to think about. His movement's different. He's, he made some good runs to get him behind them. So he's, he's still got a huge part to play in things, even if he's not starting. Yeah, I'm um, just got a, a comment from Lee. Um, if at Christmas we're 15 points plus behind the top seven, do we keep the project going and have another rebuild in the sum summer and then time for the team to gel starts again? What players will want to stay? And I think that, that's a big question, really. I think if, um, if we don't sort of get on that great run and finish top three, um, or get up through the playoffs. Um, maintaining the squad that we want to keep for next season, keeping them in place, that's that's a big challenge, isn't it, Gareth? You're muted, Dad. <laughs> it is, but I think we also need to be realistic as well. You know, we haven't got the budget that Wrexham, Notts County, Mansfield, Gillingham, uh, Stockport have got, you know, that this is a tough division this year. I, I, I take what Darren says. Dar Dar Darren says we're, we're kind of in the same place. Um, and I kind of take that. And in some ways, there's a bit of progress in that, given the quality that, that is that is around the, the top half of this division. You know, there's um, Salford have got one point more than us. And and you look how much Salford have invested over the last few years. They're, they're one point better off yeah. than, than we are. It's uh, this is a tough, it's a tough division this year. This is a growing year. No, this was for me, this was never a top seven year, you know, or top top five year. This yeah. this was a growing year. And um, and I go back to what I said right at the start. Stability is really important. We kind of need to keep our nerve as well. One thing, just just throw right back to the start. If Dean Smith was in a join now, or the social media kind of was the the way it is now, then Dean Smith never would have survived years two and three. Dean Smith would have been long gone. Yeah. Um, sometimes you need to keep your nerve to get to the other side. Yeah, we, we all know about uh, 
Alex Ferguson, don't we? Of course, that's uh, his, his first few years at Man United. Sorry, go on, Darren. We go with yeah, you. Yeah, just on that, Daz, I think with the, 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 the Dean Smith thing, I think there was a general buy-in of like the way we were trying to play, which was, you know, very progressive transitioning. It didn't feel like that at times. I remember that Lincoln... Um, home cup tie, which is probably the worst. That, oh my god! And we used to use, we always used to lose four one to Scunthorpe on a Tuesday night as well, which was uh, fantastic. Um, but I, I I did think there was some, you know, when we had the Brandy and Patterson team that just um, preceded the you know the third place finish team. That I think there was like a a project. Or you could see what we were trying to do. I uh, someone's asked like a few people have asked me, and I've had to consider what. What is what is Sadler's project, or like what is he trying to do? And I I don't know other than a bit of a high press. So I'm I think if we could, I think there'd be more patience if we could see that like project. And I'm not sure. I don't know if we haven't had enough time to see it yet. But I just wondered if that might be behind it. I don't know. Really, really, do I disagree with you, uh, Daz? Um, Daz, Darren. It's getting confusing. This <laughs> really do I disagree with you, but um, I don't remember many conversations about five-year projects and five-year plans when we were sixteen games without a win. Yeah. I don't remember mm-hmm. many conversations about we're going the right way, we're playing the right style when we're five-one down at a Coventry and you waited an hour for Andy Butler to get sent off. The there were some dark, tough times in those Dean Smith years. I was, I was, I was, I was on the outside. To be fair. Um, he never would have survived now. No. Yeah, I think I think um, I, I remember. I think I'm right in saying that Dean Smith. I mean, obviously, he had that initial success when he when he first took over and kept us up from nowhere. When let's face it, we were dead in the water. But his first full season in charge, I think I'm right in saying we only stayed up with maybe one or two games to go. I think I remember us drawing with Huddersfield. I think it was at home, and other results went our way, uh, and we survived. But yeah, I remember. I remember. Being on the, you know, being behind the goal and hearing a lot of negativity towards Dean Smith in that period. Can I just, if I will, just for, if I'm, just for a moment, just backtrack a little bit in terms of the stability thing. Something I, I, I sort of wanted to say earlier about the whole stability thing. I think Travailer and the club were thrown a little bit by what happened with Michael Flynn. I think they thought, and probably we all thought, that Flynn was going to be that person that was going to that was going to stay for a few years. Let's not forget that less than a year ago, things were pretty optimistic at Warsaw under Michael Flynn. When we had that period over Christmas and New Year last year, we had that win against Mansfield on New Year's Day, which put us just outside the playoffs with games in hand. Then we had the cup win over Stockport and the Leicester game. Things were looking pretty positive then. Yeah. And, and and I remember there being, you know, you know, there was, I remember being at Stockport, you know, the chant, we got our Warsaw back and all this sort of stuff. And there was a yeah. lot of positivity Three months later, he's gone. Uh, I don't think any of us saw, and I don't think Travailer saw that happening at that that period. And I think it threw them a little bit. And I think that showed in their response in how slow they were to kind of reappoint. It was almost a little bit like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. What do we do now? And I think there's still a little bit of recovery from that because I think we all thought, I certainly thought that Flynn was going to be that manager that would have a two, three-year period and take us forward from there. Yeah. I think it is it is tough. I think with Mike Flynn, 
Um, we were largely behind Mike Flynn, but I mean, when it sort of the the confidence had just dropped out of the team yeah. completely. Oh yeah, I mean, the, the the last three or four games in charge were were horrendous. I mean, you know. I'm still having therapy for Harrogate away on that Tuesday. I mean, you know what I mean? So there always comes a point where it's like that, that's that's it, that's that that's the end. And and you know, it did go pretty spectacularly wrong at the end. But like I say, you know, we're we're only going back to January this year when things were a lot more optimistic and, and we were thinking things were were on the turn in the right direction. I think as as long as Matt Sadler is keeping things ticking over and keeping things progressing. Um, then I think we should stick with him. Um, I know some people disagree with that, but can I ask a question? Get there. I don't know whether you'll get there or not. Um, Darren, can I, ask, can I ask a question? What would it all? What would we all think would be progression this season? Um, twelfth or above, I think. Yeah, I, I would say about you two, Phil. Yeah, I, I, I said. At the start of the season, I th I thought we'd finish at the bottom end of the top half of the sit mm. of the table, and I, I still think we can do that. And I think that would represent progress and give mm. us something to build on for next season. I agree. Yeah. I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give you two answers. Uh, top half was was my theory, and uh, a very good friend of mine, kind of, we were discussing this, said still being having something to play for when you get to week 42 or game 42 having something to yeah. play for at game 42 would be would be definitely a, 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 a progress you could measure you know yeah you've, you've, got have, you've got to have the season you've got to have the season lasting all games haven't you um and we, i think flirting with the playoffs is um is what we need isn't it if we're mm. flirting with the playoffs then uh whether we make the playoffs or not We've been in it. We've been in the uh, in the mix, and uh, not being in the mix and worrying about the trapdoor is um, if we get away from that this season, then that is a significant uh, improvement. Um, I've, I've got some specific questions, but I just want to. Uh, have you all seen the breakdown on Twitter about um, the first goal uh, against Mansfield? Talking of therapy, I think that goal induces therapy as well. <laughs> <laughs> because we had we had several. I think uh, for people who haven't seen it, I on uh, on my match day vlog, I've got it, but I haven't sort of broken it down quite as much detail as we could have done, perhaps. But um, Daniels misses his header, um, and Flint gets the heads the ball back in. Flint then chases after the ball, and Daniel stays flat-footed. And just watches the action. Um, Owen Evans flaps at the ball a couple of times when perhaps he should have held on to it. Um, and then you've got Hutch. He's in a perfect position on the goal line um, to clear the ball, but inexplicably wanders off. And uh, him and Knowles just move out the way. And then Flint is on his own. And uh, poor old Liam Gordon is the only one trying to defend the line. So uh, it was a bit of a shambles, really. I, I think I think the thing for me, not just about that first goal, but generally yesterday, is why it took them three or four set pieces to put a Kagbu on Flint instead of Daniels. Yeah, a Kagbu well, did well, I thought. I think they went zonal, I do. I think they realised they couldn't deal with what was coming in. 
and I think they went zonal after 20 minutes. Which is the first time I've seen us do that. But um, the way they the way they lined up, I don't think they were marking people. At the end. I thought they were marking space. Yeah. Um, just on that goal, uh, to be fair, it was it was a whole team effort. Um, we, were, we were pretty comfortable with the ball. Um, Comley had got it, got in two minds, lost the ball. He broke to the right-hand side where Royley had a chance to clear. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Eric missed, went out for a corner. Daniels missed the header. Evans flapped. Hutch, Knowles and Royley all stood there watching it as somebody poked it in. It was, it was let's not point the finger at one person. It was a, it was a whole team effort. <laughs> And then I suppose you could add to that Sturk was uh, standing on the edge of the box waiting for it all to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let, let, let's let's not forget there was there was almost an even bigger calamity at the end of the first half when, you know, we tried to play out. Daniels got in a horrible mess and lost the ball. And fortunately, yeah. the guy who got in on the right-hand side it played a pretty poor ball across, which is behind the player. He should have given him a tap-in, really. And he, fortunately for us, he played a, a pretty horrible... Um, bumpy cross behind him, so we got away with that one. But there was there was a few, um, you know, pretty wobbly moments in the first half yesterday. And I think when, when we spoke at half time, Simon, the first thing we said was we we're quite, you know, fortunate that it was only one nil. Yeah, it was like Salford, wasn't it? But um, the uh, the second half didn't come quite the same. Um, next question on my list. Um, why are we so poor to start every game? Now I have a I have a theory, um, and then uh, if you guys tell me whether you think there's any sense in this, we want to play a high press, but we realise we can't do that for ninety minutes, so we um, try and hold on to things first half, and then uh, then go for the high press second half. So um, what do you think? Go Daz first. Um, if I had the answer to this, um, I'd be applying for the job. Um, I, I genuinely, uh, I mean, we've conceded in every away game and we've conceded first in every away game apart from crew in the league. Uh, I think we took the lead at um, Blackburn and, and gave it back straight away. Uh, but, but every single away game we conceded first and more often than not in the first, in the first 
or the first 10 or the first 20 minutes um i don't know what's going on to be fair i um i'll be i'll be harsh i think it's unprofessional i think we um i, th I think we should be learning by now and can see continually giving us a mount uh, giving ourselves a mountain to climb he's he's unprofessional i am phil don't disagree with that um it's it's not good enough is it like you, you um <laughs> our, our away form's been you know not the best for, for a while now and when you concede in first pretty much every time you play away um you're not going to win many away games are you and, and that's why we don't um i mean take take yesterday's game as as, as a as a classic example the difference between the first half and the second half performance was 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 huge. Um, we've, we've we've just said we were lucky that we weren't more than one goal down at half time. Second half, I thought we played well. I thought we 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 didn't create a huge number of chances, but we had more of the, we had more of the ball. We were getting Tierney on the ball. We were we were we were playing with a lot more intent. We were pressing them high. But one thing I would say is, even though we were on top for for quite I thought for certainly the first 20 25 minutes of that second half how many of you were sitting there thinking we're going to win this game we're going to win this game 2-1 I wasn't and unfortunately there just seems to be there's that fragility that's that's always there however well we were playing and and go back to Tuesday night coming out the ground you know we we'd, we'd work really hard to get that goal the minimum you do is win that game 1-0 and again, it was it was just almost inevitable. We we conceded the goal. We sat back. Um, they almost scored from a, from that cross. Owens had to make a save from that cross before they actually got the equaliser from the yeah. set piece. So there's just there's just this fragility about us, and particularly when we're in the lead, we just can't we just can't seem to hang on. We can't seem to um, you know see, see it out when, when we need to. And I just I just don't think we're cute enough in certain situations i don't think we're ruthless enough in certain situations and until we are we're going to keep shipping goals and shipping points um just before i go to darren i'm going to give you a slightly different question um game management yes yeah. um <laughs> so let me, I, let me I, just coming back just before i go to it tuesday um just after we'd scored dj runs to the halfway line wins a foul and then, then we just give them the ball straight back. Mm. We only need to keep possession for three minutes. Yeah, Sorry, I think, Darren, I think he's just showing that a bit of naivety with some of the younger players. But I'm just having a look. I, I love a nice statistic. So I'm just having a look at when goals have been conceded and uh, at various points of the game. So we've conceded 10 goals in the first 20 to 23 minutes of a game, right? We've conceded seven in the last five minutes of games, in seven different games as well. So this, I don't know what it seems to be. I think we we respect the opposition too much a little bit in the first twenty minutes. Of, it's it's a you know it's not one game. It's a recurring pattern now where we we sit back a bit, we concede possession. Or we can have a chat about possession as well later if you want. Um, but we've also, I think we've, I think the first four games of the season, we conceded in the 97th minute, about three or three out of the first four games in the league as well. So it's seven different games we've conceded in 85 plus. So I don't know if that's naivety, if is that game management, as you mentioned, just not, you know, not seeing games through at the end. Is it to do with inexperience of the, the coaching staff as well as the players? Is it a perfect storm? 
So yeah, I I I don't know what's going on. So I'm sorry if someone was going to jump. In. Is it fitness, which we talked about earlier? Can that be? That would yeah, I mean, be one theory, wouldn't it? Because yeah. it, it, it's it's a. I think if it happens one or two times, you can be like, okay, yeah, fine. You know, things happen. But this is a this is a pattern now that we. I almost expect to know watch us. Okay, yeah, we're going to concede in the first twenty. How are we going to react? The only game I thought that we didn't really respect the opposition as much, and we a massive high press was that Gillingham Gillingham home game where we scored three or four in the first half. We yeah. were we we pushed forward. There was a definite plan, and we, you know we pressed them really really high in that game, and that's the only one I can really remember where we I felt like okay we're trying to take the game to them a little bit, um, but yeah, it's a pattern. I think. It- the winning mentality is just not there, is it? No. Um, last season, um, start of the season, we started off quite well. And then, as, as Darren's mentioned there, Stevenage, we'd got them beat 1-0. And then uh, they threw three strikers on, launch balls into the box and grabs the equaliser. And then the following game, Grimsby, we'd got the game won. And then uh, they got the equaliser and then went and stole it and got the uh, three points. Um, game management, it, how difficult is it, Phil, to close a game out? Um, well, it's something that we've spoken about before, isn't it? And, and I just it just frustrates me when um, you see what I consider to be basic errors being made. You know, you go, go back to the, um, the free kick that we won um, on the halfway line um, on Tuesday night. Um, as you say, we just gifted them possession back and put ourselves straight back on the back foot. I remember a game earlier on in the season where we were, um, I think we ended up winning. I can't remember who it was against, but somebody had the ball. I think it was, think it was DJ Taylor had the ball um, trying to run the clock down and he had a shot from 30 yards straight into the goalkeeper's hands and set them away on an attack. And you see things like that and you think you wouldn't expect, though, you wouldn't expect to see that um, in the lower leagues or even on a, on a Sunday Park football that um, they've got you, you cannot be affording to make those sorts of mistakes look at the late goal that we conceded at crew we had two or three opportunities to clear the ball which we didn't take we lost possession we didn't close down across it's just it's just basics of defending and and, and in that and in those situations where you're winning and you get to the end of the game you've got to be switched on you've got to be concentrated and you've got to do your basics correctly and if you don't it, it's going to cost you do we do we point at Matt Sadler and uh, and Waddock in this situation? Because when Wars, like for example, against Crawley, when we've took the lead there, that would have been the time to throw a sub on, get a few messages into them, keep ball and that sort of thing. But or should they just know that anyway? Um, does couple of things, couple of things from me. Um, I sat on the, I sat close to the water dugout for the, the Forest Green game and the amount of times that Sadler shouted concentrate and focus as they turned the position over was frightening, to be honest with you, like like he had to keep telling them. And it's probably, you talk about the things that Phil was just talking about, there's, uh, about game management and doing the doing the, the, the simple things. There's a lot in that, in, in the fact that Sadler's having to shout to them literally Every time they turn the ball over, focus, concentrate, switch on. Um, they shouldn't need to be told that. Um, but, but 
Somebody went back to the the Stevenage goal equaliser in the the hundred and fifty ninth minute at the start of last season. It was the ninth, ninth um, minute of injury time. He, he fell like the hundred and fifty ninth minute. Um, and you can go back a year earlier, and the second home game of the season, we gave a, a like a ninety fourth minute goal to Scunthorpe, um, yeah. who were the worst team you've ever seen, you know, and um, and, and that includes Warsaw for what it's worth. And there's three managers. That's not you can't blame Wadak and Sadler for things that happened against Stevenage and and um, and and um, Scunthorpe. This is yeah. uh, this is something that's that's long. You know, it's been a long term problem. You know, um, I, I think they've got a lot of inexperienced players. I think that's that's part of it. You got it's an inexperienced club. They're relatively new owners, new manager, very very young team. When uh, particularly when Draper's playing. Um, they will make mistakes. They will make mistakes, and I think some of the, the 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 lack of success that we've talked about just magnifies everything. You know, yeah. it's, um, no, no mentality. Yeah. If you're if you're under twenty five, you can't remember Warsaw getting promoted. We've been promoted in that time, but but five year olds don't remember things like fifteen years on. Um, you've got to be you've got to be over twenty five to remember a promotion, and that is weighing heavy on people's patience now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, I mean, just backing up what Daz said there, which I totally agree with. You know, you look at the you look at the the miracle Ray Graydon season when we when we uh, you know all those teams that we finished above that season. How many games that season did we win by one goal, either one nil or two one? I don't know. I don't know what the statistics are, but it was several. And 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 the the defensive unit backed up by a, a top class goalkeeper behind them um, was the reason we got promoted that season because we saw so many games out and we we saw them out we didn't make those kind of mistakes that we were talking about. It was a really experienced team though, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I would have been about ten when I'm not, we were there every week, and even then, I, I can remember thinking, well, we've got some season <laughs> season pros in those years. Yeah. Um, I think there's a general malaise at the club um, that, that since since Dean, well, almost since O'Driscoll was appointed, there seems to have been this downward turn that's just, con- and I think it's made us all probably a little, as you as we said it right at the start, a little bit impatient, probably in the context of it. If it was one season and we just, you know, we'd, we'd been doing well or, you know, in the last few years we'd, finished in the top 10 or even had a push at the playoffs, I think we might be a little bit more like, oh, okay, well, you know, let's see how it goes. I think because it's been horrendous the last, you know, the Keat season, the Whitney seasons, it's just been a general malaise, I think, out with the fan base. And what I think has happened is I think there's a general sort of bar lowering where we're, we're content with, and I'm going to bring up my favourite midfielder who doesn't play for us, and it wouldn't be a session if I didn't. I think that's why Liam Kinsella was so venerated because he <laughs> the bar was so low, <laughs> right? That he yeah. was like Lord because he was just playing above that and trying hard. And I think we we've not had Isaac Hutchinson gets it in the the neck as well, and I think he's <laughs> our best player. Um, but I think we've we've got used. I think we've really got used to like expecting the worst. And I think, and to to what Daz was saying about stability and stuff, I think I'm certainly been thinking, we've all had these thoughts. Phil, you mentioned at Mansfield being one at 1-1, what's going to happen? Are we going to nick, you know, win 2-1? 
I, I just generally expect the worst now. And that's not great, is he? It's really hard. Yeah, and that, that's, um, that's the truth. Phil, Phil, don't ask me why I know. I just do know. Okay. 13 1 0 wins, 5 2 1 wins in 98. There you go. Um, <laughs> so promotions, promotions are built on a strong defence, aren't they? I am. Um, we mentioned Kinsella and how popular he was. I am. Um, this this one may be somewhat contentious. I am. Um, is Tom Knowles the uh, the new Liam Kinsella? Because um, he's giving lots of effort, but um, no end product. Is he awful? I don't, I don't think he's awful. Um, I think he's got some raw ability, and he, he does try. He, to be fair, I was I was really behind Tom Knowles. I think he had a good end to the season last year. I think, well, it's all merged into one there. But he's starting to annoy me this year with the constant diving and play acting and moaning at the ref and stuff. That doesn't. I don't think that endears himself to us. He does try, and don't forget, he has got you know he's got his little song and people enjoy him. He's but if you look at his output this year, particularly, I don't think it's. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't think it's been great um, in terms of his attacking output. Mm. Well, me and me and Simon sit pretty much next to each other at the game. You know my thoughts on Tom Knowles, and you've known them for quite some time. Um, yeah, I don't. I must admit, I don't get the hero worship, and I never have. Um, I think he's got qualities, but I don't think he's getting any better. In fact, I'd argue he's getting worse. I think there's, I think there's an extent where he kind of, it's, it's almost as if he's believed his own hype a little bit. Um, I think he's actually quite a, quite a niggly, um, quite a. I was going to use another word then, but it's a family show, so I won't. But I actually think he's the, he's the sort of player, if I was marking him, he'd get kicked at some stage, put it that yeah. way. Um, but I think part of the problem with him getting a bit more serious, part of the problem with with him last year is, is what was he? He was played in that many different positions. He was played as a winger. He was played as a number 10. He was played as a striker. And I don't think that helped him being played in all these different positions. First thing he needs to do is, is settle on a position. I think he's got qualities and potential to be a, a decent winger a decent wide player forward player at this level but there's something about him at the moment which i agree with that with darren that there's something about him which um, i find a little bit annoying and a bit irritating and i think he's at, at times he can be far too wasteful in the final third and he's got to improve that part of his game if he's, if he's going to progress um does I'm not going to disagree with much of what's been said. I, I would add that um, I think the the switching of him back to wing back and the constant moving of him around that 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 area has has really not helped. Really not helped. I think that the position he's playing in now is probably his, his most effective position. He's clearly, for me, uh, suffering with confidence at the moment. Nothing goes right. I tweeted on last friday at newport when he um when he didn't get a free kick and he rolls around and the referee calls him on suddenly without without him for for 30 seconds and newport went after that position newport were smart enough to know that that position was vacant and they yeah they, they caused a couple of problems in that 30 seconds when he was when he was off the pitch i think he's regressed from from where he was last year but i think it's 
confidence and position related. Hopefully, you can turn it around. Yeah, I think I think the the, the hero worship sort of thing with the always believing song. I think it's a song that sort of works. We did exactly the same at the start of last season, um, singing for Timmy Abraham. And uh, it, they were singing for Timmy Abraham. It's like, he's done nothing yet. Why are we singing for him? <laughs> um, Tommy Knowles, yeah, I think his heart's in the right place and um, and he has got very quick feet. But um, as you guys are saying, he's... He's not really there, there is there's a de there's a decent player in there there is but at the moment he's not producing it enough and yeah um I think yeah I'd take the, the confidence point on board but yeah there is there's there is a decent player in there but there's certain things about his game at the moment that he needs to and needs I, to look at and I think the again this goes just to tie it back into the recruitment thing that we talked about 40 minutes ago he has to play now in this in, I don't know where else, who or who else would play where he's playing? Maybe, um, and just to throw this one into the um, the mix, um, maybe if we'd have played four two three one, a we might have recruited differently. But but there's a certain um, wide forward playing at Rushall at the moment who may have got a few more minutes. I think. But that, yeah, I think this is all. This is all in hindsight, and I, I imagine we might see him back in January if we continue to play this way or we make some signings but, no. well there's, there's a couple of things there darren um matt sadler when uh, at the fans forum he essentially said tom knowles i'll play him whatever <laughs> uh, wherever i can fit him in as if like he was the ronaldo i'll, no, I'll sort of, I can, i'll play him Wherever I can fit him in, I'll put him in the team. But the thing is, we knew from last year he can't play right wing back. I, 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 I don't understand that reasoning at all. I'm glad we've shifted to the four-two-three-one. But if we, maybe that's why he didn't sign a right wing back because he he really believed that um, that Knowles could play there. <laughs> um, the one player that I sort of a little bit of frustration. Is Aramidi Alti seems I know he's injured at the moment, but whenever he came on the pitch, he seemed a different level to um, anybody else, making such a great impact. And I couldn't understand why he wasn't playing him. Obviously, he's injured now. But I mean, and what Darren's mentioning with Ram, if, if Ram comes back in January, but Alti will be back by January likely, so, so he'll sort. Of I in thought he could bring Ram back now and put him uh, give Tom Knowles the rest. I, I thought Simon, the best we've looked going forward this season for a concert, you know, for a good 15, 20 minutes was away at Blackburn when we had Mayor Ote on the other side, um, Hutchinson behind whoever was up front. Not definitely not um, DJ team. <laughs> I, I don't really, ugh, makes me shudder. <laughs> One of the worst performances I've ever seen as a substitute on Saturday. But anyway. Um, we look great. Bobby, I know Ronan scored in that game as well, if you remember. He had a Yeah, that was great goal. That's his first senior goal. That was good. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. So uh, I I would in that formation, I would play, I think he's much more of a natural. I know Hutchinson, you know, got the hat trick the other week, paying left. But I another debate we could well, we've only got eight well, however long you want to go on for, but I think we when we 
we when Hutchinson plays well, we play well, and I think we need to get him in the game more personally. But um, that's up to Matt. Yeah, that's a difficult one. Um, just final thing. Um, let me just put this up here um, from Percy. The same people that love Kinsella seem to dislike Hutchinson. Um, they're the same people that dislike Sawyers. I think Hutch is a big talent, and I think asking Daz the uh, the big question. You like this one? Do you see Warsaw getting promoted with the Hutch as Cam? I think um, he, the, one of the things we've progressed this season is. Um, he, he, we've got a few players that could move with us uh, if we were to get promoted, and I think Hutchinson's one of those. I, Mansfield paid him the ultimate compliment on um, on Saturday because they literally just shut him down. They yeah. any supply to Hutchinson was was choked. Any chance he got was choked. They they realised that um, that uh, when if he was he was active in the game, we were dangerous. Yes. And they shut him down. And yes, is the answer. I think. Uh, I think if you get uh, a Warsaw team in the top three, top six, I can see Hutchinson being part of it. Yeah, I think. He, conversely, though, if we don't get into the top seven or top ten, you probably know where this is going. Good thing we've signed him down to a contract, but he's going to be off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, if if we don't get promoted. In the next year or he two, <laughs> he'll he will he'll he'll end up playing at a higher level because he's got the he's got the ability, um, and I, I, you know, I do find, I do find it frustrating when when certain players give the ball away, nothing's said, some like, and it does seem that every time Hutch gives it away, there's there's a there's a negative comment, not not yeah. too far away, um, and it was it was a similar thing with Romain Sawyer's. Um, and you know, on the Liam Kinsella thing, look, we, you know, everybody loves a trier, don't they? And you could never ever fault his effort. And 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 I, and I do think that in certain game situations, he could do a job for you if you need someone ratting around in midfield. Then yeah, give him a game. But then there's other games where, you know, particularly I remember um, we spoke at the Barrow game last year, Simon, when we when we conceded early and Barrow just put ten men behind the ball and said, "Come and yeah. break us down." Well, in those situations, just take Liam Kinsella off. There's no point yeah. in being on the pitch in, in in a game like that. So it's it's horses for courses, isn't it? Play, different players do different jobs in different situations. Um, so yeah, I, I, but no, the the, the Hutch thing um, is a good player, and he and he will he will play at a higher level at some point soon. I think so as well. Um, we are sort of running tight on time, so we're, we're just going to look at our next four games, which um, and we did target. After the first 10 games, we got 14 points. You're not going to ask us to do another prediction, are you? It's what? You're not going to ask us to do another prediction, are you? <laughs> Possibly. The next 10, 10 games, 20 points we were targeting. But so far, we've got uh, six out of the 11 of those 20 we targeted. Um, we did target three wins. Harrogate at home, Doncaster away, Forest Green at home. How do you feel about that now? Do you think we've... Do you think we're capable of winning three games on the bounce? No. no. <laughs> I'll keep it short. <laughs> I think we all. I, I think we discussed it in the last chat, and, and Daz put it brilliantly. Uh, it depends what Warsaw turns up. Um, if we get the Gillingham Warsaw, yeah, sure. If we get the Sutton Warsaw, then no. I think that I think the problem. My 
my sort of prediction would be that um, we'll have this pattern all season where we'll we'll get we'll get a win and we we'll go that okay yes here we go and then we'll we'll lose the next two or you know draw the next three or and then we'll win again and then the the cycle repeats. <laughs> okay, go on. Rather than going to everybody on this, I've just got me my final question, um, which sort of uh, refers back to something Darren mentioned five minutes ago. Ronan Mayer um, at Rushall is getting some excellent game time. Um, they absolutely love him there. Um, he's got several man of the match performances, um, been in the team of the week and that sort of thing. Can so, I start on this one, Simon? Because um, I went to see um, Russell. At, it was the Saturday after we played at Newport on the Friday. Newport, I didn't go yeah. to Newport. Um, watched it on iFollow. And I went to see Russell against Chorley um, the next day. Um, they won 5-0. And Ronan Mayer was very impressive. Uh, he was very confident on the ball. Didn't score, but set two goals up. His assist for the fourth goal was quality. Beat the beat his man and laid it on a plate for the striker. He was very impressive. He looked he looked to cut above a lot of the other players playing at that level. Yeah, the reverse pass for the uh, he said yeah. the Saturday Great. reverse Lovely pass too. to put him in. Yeah, um, was very good. Um, I understand that keeping him there till January is going to be great for his development. But um, if Walsall are going to keep him, because I think there's, you know what it's like, League One, League Two clubs are going to be all over him. Um, if Walsall are going to keep him, I think we need to get him back sooner rather than later and um, get him get him working towards a regular first-team start. Um, what do you think, Daz? Um, if somebody wants to buy him, Given that we decide on what we want to sell him for, I'm fine. You know, um, if somebody wants to pay silly money for him, then then fine. But we don't have to sell him. He's um, he's under contract and he's well under 24. So the time is on Warsaw's side. Um, I didn't really want to see him go. I wanted to see him get his chance at Warsaw. Uh, but now he's there and doing well. I'd be tempted to leave him for what it's worth. Leave him for the. Leaving for the season and uh, and bring him back. He's training with Walsall during the week, from what I understand. He is, yeah, that's um, great. So he's still retaining contact. Um, they'll be seeing the development in him. Um, if I, I don't see the point in bringing him back and not playing. If you're going to bring him back and play him, fine. If you're going to bring him back and not playing, you might as well leave him there. And, yeah. and the, the 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 manager needs to decide that. Yeah, so I think if, you bring, if you're bringing him back to play him, um, is that instead of Hutch? Or oh, no, instead of Knowles, rather. Yep. Mm. I think I think there's a I think there's a lot to be said for for, for what Daz said there. There's, it's going to do his development. I, I agree. I wouldn't have let him go. I'd have kept him in and around it, and I'd have been looking to bring him off the bench and start him in more games. But equally, it's going to do his development a lot of good to play forty-two league games. You know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, to get used to the rigors of that, um, to build him up for the for the future. So I can see both sides of it, but I wouldn't have let him go personally. There's also there's also the opportunity to take him off Rushall and move him up into the National League. There'll yeah. be teams, there'll be teams in the National League that scouting Rushall and scouting around there will see him play. It might be an opportunity to move him up a level. I, I think a lot of just I'll be quick, Simon, don't worry. I think a lot of it for me it depends, and it depends if we persist with this formation. Um, then I think we need we need bodies or or help in those areas. I personally have him 
over Knowles at the moment. However, um, it depends on our January recruitment as well. So if, if Sadler does switch to this formation and carries on with it, which is still, we just don't know, he, he might switch back, then I think it depends on the January recruitment. If he's going to have people ahead of him that we sign in January and blocks him, then I'd keep him there. But if he's going to come in and has a good chance of playing, then I'd, I'd have him back in person. Yeah, very, very good on that as well. Because, like, if, if you know, we've been talking about Draper not being there. Don't forget Tierney's on loan as well. Yeah. But, you know, if Tierney isn't there, then if you're going to play that formation, I'd move Hutch into the middle. I'd see Ram as probably the player that could go on that on that left-hand side. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Um, lots happening, obviously. Um, we'll have to see which Walsh will appear for the next three or four games. So uh, hopefully, when we come back next month, we'll uh, have a more positive uh, few results to cheer us up a bit and uh, bring a little bit of the, the joy back because um, we've not been having too much of it. Right then, thanks very much for watching. And uh, thanks very much, guys, for joining the show. And uh, we'll be back. So, uh, excellent. Cheers, boys. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.